Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in Geico Outkick Studios. I hope all of you had fantastic weekends. I did. And I did partly because baseball was officially back. And now as we start off this Monday, guess what? This week we're going to have the NBA and the NHL back. And by the time you get into the weekend, you are going to be able to watch the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball all happening at the same time in the month of July for the first time in the history of American sports. I mean, this is legitimately unheard of. We've had a lot of negative precedents surrounding the American sports uh, since March when everything shut down for the coronavirus. Now I think we're about to have a lot of positives. There are a lot of reasons out there for pessimism. And there have been a lot of people that have been embracing that pessimism. But I think all of pessimism is starting to break right now. And we're even starting to get some funny stories that are out there. Lou Williams, I see you. Thank God we've got that story. It was great to have everybody just able to react to a funny story uh, for the first time in a long time. By the way, going to be joined by Jason Whitlock a little bit later in the Monday program, as we always are. Jason Whitlock is ready to come out guns blazing uh, over a story that was written about us that hopefully you had some fun with at uh, Outkick.com over the weekend. Encourage you to go read it. Uh, we are surging in popularity to such an extent 
uh, that there are hit pieces rolling in on us. So that happens. I kind of enjoy them, to be honest, um, because they don't really have any impact and they always end up increasing the overall likelihood that someone's going to be aware of what we do at OutKick. And, uh, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but we had one of our best days ever for OutKick VIP, actually the second best day ever Saturday when we posted a response to the hit piece that was coming. But we'll get into that with Jason Whitlock. Uh, in the meantime, a lot of positive stories, and I want to start off your week with positivity because I think a lot of times uh, uh, for so long people have been marinating in negativity, right? So let me give you some positivity. It appears that the coronavirus situation in Florida, in Texas, and in California and Arizona, uh, the Sunbelt states that saw outbreaks, have all begun to recede now. And they are all going to begin to recede in terms of hospitalizations and infections and everything else with a fraction of the death rate that this virus had in March and in April in New York, New Jersey, and the northeastern states, as well as parts of the Midwest that followed Governor Andrew Cuomo's lead there. Why does that matter? Well, it reflects a couple of things. One, we're getting better at treating people when they actually get this virus. Uh, The death rate in Florida among confirmed cases is around 1%, meaning even if you get this, no matter what age you are, there's a 99% chance that you are going to be okay. On top of that, the CDC says that we're only catching either 1 in 6 or 1 in 24 of all the cases that are out there. Let's just pretend it's 1 in 10 If we're only catching one in every 10 cases in the state of Florida, for instance, it would mean that there's a 99.9% survival rating, uh, survival rate, regardless of your age uh, in the state of Florida, right? So there's still a lot of uncertainty about the numbers, but again, the latest CDC numbers, we're only catching one in six or one in 24 of the actual cases uh, in many parts of the country. And so if that is occurring, let's just round it and say it's 10, that would mean that 99.9% of people in Florida are fine. So I say all of that because it impacts the return of sports and you're starting to see sports come roaring back, right? I mentioned Major League Baseball going on. Whoever your favorite team is, a lot of people have been tuning in to watch. Uh, Certainly on top of that, we get the NBA and we get the NHL this week and we got good news for college football and the NFL both as well. So if you haven't been paying a lot of attention, the NFL Players Union and the owners reached an agreement on how they're going to handle this season without being able to have full stadiums as it pertains to the salary cap. They're going to spread out the salary cap hit over multiple years. And so unlike Major League Baseball, which spent months negotiating and not being able to get a deal done until they finally just said, screw it, we're going to play 60 games. Well, credit to the NFL players and the NFL owners for not making that same mistake and planning to start on September 10th with the Houston Texans going on the road to play against the Kansas City Chiefs. And it appears that players are comfortable with the safety protocols. There will be a lot of news coming out about guys testing positive. But the important thing to remember is that the guys who are testing positive are almost all asymptomatic. They didn't know they had the virus at all. And so far, all of the athletes who have tested positive have been completely fine and hardly any of them, if any, have had to been hospitalized for any of the issues arising from the coronavirus. So all of that is positive associated with the NFL. Things are going so well now with college football that Oklahoma has actually moved up their start to the season to August 29th. 
So the Sooners are now going to play a week earlier than they were anticipating because they want an extra week by. And I think this is super smart, by the way, uh, of Oklahoma and potentially other schools. If you're not going to have crowds present, why wouldn't you want to start earlier give your team extra weeks built into the season to handle whatever issues you might have with the coronavirus, not to mention getting to start before the students actually, by and large, are much back on campus. I just think this is super smart. So for a lot of people out there, they were arguing, oh, we're not going to have any sports. We're not going to play college football. We're not going to play the NFL. The NBA is never coming back. Major League Baseball is never coming back. The NHL is done. All of it is going to be, it appears, rolling by September. And so as you start off your Monday here, I hope you're enjoying Major League Baseball, but I don't even know that most people are thinking and understanding what a cornucopia of sporting excess we are headed for when you think about all of these different aspects of sports that are going to be roaring back in seasons that you typically would never have the opportunity to watch them. Uh, Now, That doesn't mean that some players aren't going to test positive. The Marlins are dealing with uh, some players testing positive. And it doesn't even mean that there might not be a lot of players uh, testing positive on particular teams at some point in time or that there might not have to be individual uh, games potentially postponed or canceled during the course of this uh, season. I mean, this is truly a situation without precedent in any of our lives. But there is a great deal of normalcy, I feel like, when you are able to sit down on your couch, put your feet up, and crack open a beer and just watch a game, whether it's NBA, whether it's Major League Baseball, whether it is hockey, and it just starts to feel more normal, and that is what we are working towards is a return to normalcy uh, in this country. And so uh, I am very, very optimistic about every single sport come September, whatever sport you love, all of them taking place. And that's why I want to get into this awesome Lou Williams story. So Lou Williams, uh, L.A. Clipper player, if you're not familiar with the background on this story, it's really pretty unbelievable. Uh, So the negative here is he had to leave the NBA's bubble situation uh, to attend a funeral. So a family-related incident, he can leave uh, the bubble, the Orlando campus there for the NBA. The night before the funeral, He went to Magic City, which is a strip club in Atlanta, and he claims he was there. There was a rapper inside. A rapper posted a photo with Lou Williams from inside of the strip club. Uh, The rapper then deleted it, claimed it was an old, uh, old picture, but the NBA looked at it and said, wait a minute, this is a mask that we gave out. And so, as a result, there's no way that this is an older picture. Like, he's in Atlanta. He was at the strip club. We know this. There's no reason to lie about it. And so, uh, all of that story uh, started to blow up. And then Lou Williams comes out and says, wait, 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 wait. I was there because I love their wings. And so, he said he wasn't in the strip club. He was just picking up to-go food. And what is amazing about that is is that it may may be somewhat true. Uh, There is actually wings named after him in the strip club on the menu. So they have, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever eaten in a strip club. We got Jason Whitlock on later. I bet Jason Whitlock has eaten in a strip club before. I get nervous 
at the idea. Like, I know they advertise that thing. Hey, strip club buffet, come get your steak. Come get. I've, I've always been nervous about eating at a strip club. I'm just be honest with you. I'll have a beer. You know, I don't even really want open uh, open drinks, like liquor drinks. I'd rather have a bottle, uh, a beer, where I feel more comfortable about where it's come from. Uh, but he has got, uh, this is pretty funny, the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. And I know it's early in the morning. There's probably a lot of you out there like, you know what? Those wings do sound pretty good. And uh, And I thought this was funny. So everybody's been having a lot of fun with it on Twitter. And by the way, this is good. Right, This is what sports does. It's great to have it and just have a fun story that's out here. So uh, Shams uh, Charanea said on Twitter, Clippers Lou Williams will have to serve a 10-day quarantine on an Orlando campus after picking up food at Magic City on excused absence, sidelining him through first two seating games, the NBA said. Uh, And then I said... Uh, picking up food at the strip club is an all-time excuse in response to that. And then Johnny Manziel jumps in and responds to me, uh, believe it or not, the chicken wings at Magic City are the best I've ever had. So Johnny Manziel decides to die. Everybody's given their take on this this excuse that Lou Williams laid out of, hey man, I was just going to get uh, going to get some chicken wings. And I'm assuming he's probably getting the chicken wing flavor that is named after him. Uh, and ultimately, this is going to cost him 10 days in quarantine, not to mention the couple of early games, but I don't imagine the Clippers really care that much about the eight games uh, th- that much. But I think it's going to cost him over $100,000 in game checks, too. So that was an expensive run to the strip club. But I saw this story, and I was like, thank God. Sports are back. The NBA bubble uh, is the gift that continues to give when it comes to ridiculous stories. Because remember, we've already had one guy have to go back into the bubble uh, because he left campus to go pick up food. And I still haven't heard, by the way, what food he was picking up. And then I think, uh, who was it? It was uh, one of the Mavs players had to miss practice because he somehow missed his test. I think it was, uh, who, who was it? Look that up, Dub. Who was the Mavs player that missed? Was it Chris Stapps? I think it was Porzingis. I think Porzingis was not allowed to practice because he missed a daily test that he was required to take. And that, to me, is also a ridiculously funny uh, a funny story. How do you miss a test when you're on at your quarantine? Like, you literally can't go anywhere and you have nothing to do. How do you manage to miss a test? Like, that should be impossible to do. Dub, am I right that it was Porzingis? Yeah, I just looked it up. It was Porzingis. He forgot to take a test, which I think you're correct. How, how do, do you forget for- to do that? How do you forget to take a test when you are on in a bubble already? Like, literally, I don't understand how this is even remotely possible, but all of these NBA bubble stories that are coming out are incredibly ridiculous and entertaining. So thank you to Lou Williams for all giving us something that we could enjoy and laugh about. And that's such a bad excuse that a part, like, look, If you're in the NBA quarantine environment, you shouldn't be uh, going into a strip club period, right? Like you don't want the bubble to burst because you went to a strip club. You somehow got the coronavirus. You come back, you quarantine for a couple of days, and then you somehow manage to infect a ton of people inside the NBA bubble. It can all be traced back to you going to get chicken wings at an Atlanta strip club. But... If you love these Atlanta strip club chicken wings so much, 
Can't you send somebody else to get them? Like, you are a public figure. And you probably also shouldn't pose for a photo with a rapper. You should be like, hey, you know, I probably shouldn't have been in the strip club. But while I'm here, I also probably shouldn't be posing with a rapper. And then the rapper, like, what is he thinking? Tweeting that or FaceTiming it or Snap, whatever the heck he was doing, Instagramming it. However, it went out publicly. What in the world is he thinking that it's not going to be a huge story? Because then he deleted it and he said it was an old picture. Everybody always deletes things whenever it gets in trouble. They're like, oh, that was old. That wasn't that. That was that was uh, that was. But there's so many bad decisions that went into this. Don't go into probably the most crowded environment in Atlanta right now. I would bet inside of a strip club where the whole purpose of being inside of a strip club is close contact with somebody, or else you're just the creepy dude who's sitting there like in the corner by himself, right? So, uh, but. Don't go pick up food there yourself. Send somebody else. So anyway, this in and of itself is an incredibly entertaining story. Uh, But again, as we start off our Monday morning, there is a lot of reason for optimism across the entirety of sports. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the return of the NFL and college football and also high school football, why that's important, what I think it signifies. In hour two, we are going to be joined by Jason Whitlock. We will hang out with him uh, and, uh, and get into a lot of different great and entertaining stories, including his take on Lou Williams. And we'll also talk a little bit about the hit piece uh, that went up on us and OutKick uh, over the uh, over the weekend. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, oh, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be this is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Closing out hour number one, going to be joined by Jason Whitlock here in a little bit to hang out with us for hour two and hour number three. You guys have come to love the Monday edition of the program when Jason Whitlock comes by uh, to hang out with us, and I think that will go uh, really well. we got a lot of different interesting things to get into uh, as we get rolling here to finish off hour one, we, of course, are in the Geico Outkick Studios. And over the weekend, it was a big story uh, about the trade that went on in the NFL. Jamal Adams and a fourth round pick from the Jets uh, to the Seahawks. Uh, Bradley McDougald, McDoug- McDougald uh, is a safety. But the big part of uh, what the Seahawks gave up was a first round pick in 2021, a third round pick in 2021, and another first round pick in 2022. Uh, so to me, I like the deal here for the uh, for the Jets. Now, I understand that Jamal Adams is young, that he has Hall of Fame level talent. Uh, but obviously the situation in New York with him and the Jets had descended to the point where Adam Gase really didn't feel like he could have him as a part of the team. Uh, and they weren't really trying to get a long range deal done. It's a young, talented guy. But this, to me, is a move. I know the Seahawks needed help in secondary uh, and have been dealing with that for a couple of years. And 
to me, though, I don't know why you would give up that much if you're the Seahawks when you have a stud like Russell Wilson who's going to be good for still years and years to come. Right? This seems like the kind of move you make if you think your window to win a championship is incredibly narrow. Right? I mean, look, the Seahawks are going to be good as long as Russell Wilson is their quarterback. He is one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the NFL. He is a tremendous talent. I don't know if I want to give up two first-round picks that I could theoretically use to prolong the window under which we could be competing for a championship because I feel like Russell Wilson still has six or seven really, really good years potentially remaining if I am a Seahawks fan. On the flip side, if you're the Jets, you got a good young quarterback in Sam Darnold, you think. He's coming into year three, flashes down the stretch of the season that he could be really good, had the mono issues early in the year. This is a Jets team that needs a lot of work. I would rather have the picks, even though we know that Jamal Adams is a really, really good player. I would rather have those first-round picks than I would, especially two of them. To me, the value here, not to mention a third-rounder, to me, the value here is always, unless it's a quarterback, you're always better getting more picks to be able to get more talent. If you got a quarterback and he's one of the 10 best in the league, I don't ever trade him. I'm not doing anything to consider moving on from him. And what you would have to give to get a guy that good is just an extraordinary amount. But if I've got a, uh, a player, no matter how he good, how good he is at any other position, I'm willing to move on. And so I like this Jets move, big trade, blockbuster trade edition, NFL, two first rounders, a third rounder. I like what the Jets got more than I like what the Seahawks got. And look, the Seahawks are paying Russell Wilson a lot of money, and they are competing right now in what I think is the best division in football. If you have to look at the NFC West right now, I think you can make an argument by far that top to bottom, that is the best division in football. Because the Seahawks are really good with Russell Wilson. We know that I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo, but that the talent surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo with the San Francisco 49ers is really, really at a high level. If they can get him a couple of more weapons on offense, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can take that proverbial next step. He was very good this year at times, but what happened to him in the Super Bowl could linger, be a hangover. We know Kyle Shanahan has now had two really tough fourth quarters in the Super Bowl. How much does that linger? But you look at the 49ers, I like everything that they're doing. I'm not sold on the Rams because I think the Rams have started kind of their descent already and they kind of have found themselves in salary cap prison. But they still have a great young coach. They have an incredible uh, uh, ability with him to score points. And so I feel pretty good about what the Rams are going to be capable of, even though I'm not of the belief necessarily that the money that Jared Goff got is worthy uh, of his overall talent. I'm still a little bit apprehensive on him. And then, look, you go down to Atlanta and you look at the step that a lot of quarterbacks make in year two, the growth that they can sometimes show, and you look at the offense that they're running and the weapons they're bringing in in Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins now there to play alongside of Kyler Murray in his second year, that Cliff Kingsbury offense starting to get a little bit of rhythm going. Man, I got to tell you, that's the best division in football right now. 
And I, I think there's an argument to be made that every team in that division could fight its way to 8-8 eight and eight or better. I don't think that's a crazy prediction at all. It's tough to do when you're playing six division games, but I think a lot of these teams are going to knock each other off. And I think the run that the 49ers made and that the Seahawks made, I think they're now going to be joined in that even more tough division by a, uh, by a rising Arizona Cardinal team. And so I understand the desire of the Seahawks to make a move and get better immediately. But to me, you get better immediately and trade for your future when you think you've only got a couple of year window to win a Super Bowl. And I think when you've got a guy as talented as Russell Wilson, that's a Super Bowl you can win throughout multiple years without having to worry about it at all and make a move that aggressive. I just don't necessarily agree with the aggression of the move and what you had to give up in order to make it happen. Uh, But we'll see. Great thing about the NFL is we'll see what the Jets end up doing with those two first-round picks and that third-round pick, and we'll also see where the pick ends up being. Because if you think you're going to be really good and you're the Seahawks, maybe that pick is going to be pretty far down in the first round, and even though you're giving up two first-rounders, if you make a run in the playoffs, you know that's a 27 or 28 pick, which is a lot different than Russell Wilson getting hurt, the franchise falling on its face, and for a couple of years, you're giving away top 10 caliber picks. So we'll have to wait and see exactly where those picks end up being. Uh, but it's an intriguing story to follow, to be sure. Again, Jamal Adams to the Seahawks and the Jets getting the two first rounders. All right, when we come back. Uh, we got Jason Whitlock in studio. We've got a ton to get into. I jotted down all these things that I want to talk about with him. Alex Smith coming back. Uh, Major League Baseball, Mookie Betts taking a knee. Uh, the Giants f- pitcher who refused to kneel. Sage Steele. Uh, Joe Rogan bailing on LA. I believe I'm correct that Jason Whitlock is leaving the city of Los Angeles after several years to begin his travel across the country to Nashville where he's going to live uh, and work alongside of me at OutKick. I'm excited about that. I can't wait. We always have really interesting conversations. I encourage you to come back and make sure you don't miss a minute of this. And by the way, if you're going into work, you don't have time to continue to listen. This is why I always say go download the OutKick podcast and make sure you don't miss a minute of our show. You'll be able to hear all of it. It'll be up 30, 45 minutes right after the program ends at 9 a.m. on the East Coast. And uh, you can download it and be able to listen to it. We are on path right now to post another blockbuster month of growth in the OutKick podcast. I'd encourage you to go download and give us five stars. Danny G is reading all of these reviews. You give us five stars. Danny G will read it on the air if he really likes it. Smart, funny, five-star reviews. And you get an autographed copy of my book. may take a little bit of time because we got so many people rolling in who are now OutKick VIPs. But I'm telling you, we love those five stars. Danny G is reading them. Make him laugh. Say something smart. He's picking five every week to give away. So make sure you go give us a five-star review. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. We got a lot to get into with Jason Whitlock, who joins us now at Whitlock Jason. 
Uh, but I want to start with what I think is such a funny, uh, engaging story that has absolutely no seriousness to it. Feels like everything in the world of sports has been serious for the past several months. This is the kind of story everybody needed. So Lou, for those of you who don't know, Lou Williams, uh, L.A. Clipper, uh, got an excuse to leave the bu- uh, bubble to attend a funeral. That's obviously not a lighthearted part of this story. But the funeral was in Atlanta. The funeral was on a Friday. On Thursday night, he went out to Magic City Strip Club where he had his picture taken by a rapper in the strip club. Uh, the rapper put, posted it on social media. It then went viral that Lou Williams was in a strip club. Initially, the rapper said, no, 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 no. That's an old picture that I put out. But the NBA could tell it was not an old picture because Lou Williams had a mask that they had issued to them at the NBA uh, at the NBA's uh, bubble. So Lou Williams then comes out and says, man, I was just going to the strip club to pick up chicken wings. The chicken wings are really good there. Jason Whitlock, this is a fabulously entertaining story that everybody seems to be uh, seems to be enjoying. Do you buy Lou Williams' excuse that he went to the strip club just because the chicken wings were so good? Just because, no. Did he pick up chicken wings? Yes, I believe him. And <laughs> you would be amazed. You know, some of the best French fries I ever had were at the Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I can't say I ever went just to get the French fries. Yeah. But uh, I can't say I've gotten the French fries most of the time I've been there. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever eaten at a strip club buffet? No, not a buffet. Ah, not yeah. Well, if I think about Diamond Joe's back in Kansas City, yeah, they'd have these great Christmas parties. I see it advertised all the time. Like we got steak on the buffet, we got lobster, we got. I've, I've always been nervous about the idea of eating off a strip club buffet. Uh, and there's a lot of jokes you can make about a lot of these different their double entendres galore all through here. But uh, I've never done it. But I. So you you have eaten at a strip club? I buffet. have done it. Look, uh, one of my best friends in Kansas City, the father to me, a guy named Joe Mandacina, uh, you know, and, and this guy could cook, his wife could cook, his friends could cook, and he'd have, Diamond Joe's would have some great buffets and great, and I mean, literally, I probably ate at Diamond Joe's twice a week uh, for years, <laughs> and the food was good, uh, but this whole thing, there's so many things that went through my mind hearing that Lou Williams story. Because I remember when I first got to California or out to Los Angeles, I, for some reason I can't remember the name of this strip club. But I went with a bunch of girls that loved this strip club. And they, when we left, we took a picture. And then the next thing I know, a buddy of mine uh, texted me and said, hey, man, you're pictured on, and I don't know why I can't think of the name of this strip club, but I was pictured on their website. Uh, with these, <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, we got to get this taken down. Uh, and so I've been in that situation that uh, Lou Williams finds himself in. Why did they put you on? I mean, is this like they put celebrity photos on the website? Oh, or? yeah, it was just one of those deals. Hey, Jason Whitlock, stop by the club, and here he is with – and I, I didn't know this at the time, but one of the girls I was with had previously worked at the club. Uh, and so, you know, here he was with 
you know, destiny from soda or whatever. I can't even remember, but it was it was rather embarrassing. But they did take the picture down. That is that the picture that I've seen of you with two girls on the no, couch? No, no, no. Look, that picture <laughs> that's on the internet with me and the two girls. That's in Vegas at a club called Excess. I oh, was I, yeah. Not with those girls. Yeah. I was with some friends of mine from Kansas City. And, uh, but dental hygienists, I could name their names, but I ain't going to embarrass them. Uh, they're married now. But anyway, I was with them, and those girls came walking by, and one of my friends, I was with Raina, said, oh, take a picture with them. It'll be funny. She took a picture. She posted it on her Facebook page, and somehow Internet sleuths or whatever found it. It may have got published on Deadspin <laughs> first or whatever, but now everybody – I wasn't even with it. Those were two girls that just walked by, and we thought it was a funny picture. That is really, really funny. All right, so Lou Williams now has to spend 10 days in quarantine, which honestly isn't that bad because the other dude who had to get 10 days in quarantine got it for just leaving the bubble to go pick up food from a food delivery, <laughs> right? The NBA is inadvertent. I know they all want to talk seriously and everything else, but the NBA bubble is inadvertently becoming a comedy pyramid with all of the ridiculousness going on. I talked earlier, Jason, Kristaps Porzingis missed his test. He's in a quarantine zone. And somehow he, they didn't let him practice because he missed the test to prove that he doesn't have the coronavirus. Like, how do you miss a uh, test when you can't go anywhere. Like, this is one of the he most... probably riding Space Mountain. Have you been to Disney World? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great, but they, they they can't go to Disney World. They have oh. to just... They don't get to go to the parks. They have to just basically stay in these hotels. So, I don't know how... Huh. Anyway, the whole thing is just a comedy, uh, a comedy pyramid. But, so, Lou Williams, 10 days. How do you think... His team, you think so? He's going to miss two games. He's going to miss a couple of uh, game day checks because if you make a decision that causes you to uh, to miss games, and it's like the NBA determines that it was a you know not not. I mean, if you get sick and it's not your fault, but if you leave the bubble on a you know excuse uh, to go to a funeral and then you go to a strip club, so he's got ten days. He's going to miss two games. I mean, this to me just feels like the most ridiculous story that everybody needs right now. They do, but it it also to me, look, young guys are gonna. I'm I'm not in any way gonna criticize Lou Williams, young guy in his prime, bunch of money. He gets a free pass to go to Atlanta, and I mean seriously, I I, I can remember being that age, and you know stopping by Magic City or uh, the Cheetah. <laughs> Cheetah, yeah, Cheetah or the Pink Pony. Yeah, uh, I can. <laughs> that was always on my checklist. Yeah, uh, and so it's hard. I don't want to be a hypocrite, but I just don't know how seriously people are going to take this whole NBA restart. Yeah, I think once the playoffs maybe start, there'll be a level of seriousness to it, but. I think everybody knows this whole thing has an asterisk next to it. LeBron's going to take it very seriously. He needs this title. He wants to add it to his Jordan argument. But anybody else, I just think it's hard to get up for this. When do you leave uh, California? 
when is your first get in the car and begin the journey to uh, to Nashville where you're moving? Uh, later this afternoon, probably around 2 p.m., I'm headed to Las Vegas to pick up a friend, uh, a friend from Kansas City, not a friend from Las Vegas, who's going to help me drive uh, the, west of, the rest of the way across the country. So you're driving to Vegas this afternoon? Yeah. Later this hour, my plan is to leave around 2 p.m. Pacific, hop on the highway and start my jaunt east. And, and eventually, may, I think I'm going to go to Kansas City first spend a day or two, and then come over to Nashville. All right, so what do you expect Vegas to look like? You've been to Vegas a lot over the years. We've hung out in Vegas. I like Vegas. I mean, obviously, for sports gamblers, it is a mecca, not as much of a mecca as it used to be as sports gambling is spreading. But it's all about entertainment, whatever you want. You mentioned going to Club Excess, uh, all the pool parties, all the gambling. You like to gamble. You like to play craps. Like, are you going to gamble? What do you expect? I mean, the restaurants are world-class. What do you expect it to look and feel like? Are you going to live uh, as you normally would in Vegas? What's your plan? No. One, I think, I mean, part of the reason I love Vegas, obviously, is the gambling, the craps table, but the scenery yep. and just people watch, you know, whatever. And that, to me, is all virtually going to be disappeared, particularly on a Monday uh, with this going on. And now they have this – a few weeks ago, it was kind of optional, I guess, whether you wore a mask or not. Yep. Now, if you're not eating or drinking, you have to wear a mask. And so – Wearing a mask makes it hard to people watch. In turn, your eyes yeah. are good, but you can't see everything. So I, yeah. I just, I just don't. My expectations are really low, and you know, I'm not even sure I'm going to gamble while I'm there. We'll probably go out to eat and wake up the next morning and start heading east. All right. So, what are your thoughts? on your time in LA. Not to say you might not be back in LA sometime again, but when did you when did you start living in LA? 2010, so it's been a complete decade. And right, so, yeah, how would you <clears throat> assess your time in LA cuz it's interesting Joe Rogan is also announcing that he's leaving LA. Like he got fed up with life in LA. I think he said he's moving to Texas. Uh you obviously have been in LA for 10 years. Overall, how has the decade been, and what do you think? Do you think there are other people like you uh, who are maybe thinking about, partly I think it's pandemic-related, maybe people are reconsidering some of the choices they've made when it comes to living in big cities. I think New York and L.A. and a lot of places like that are going to lose substantial amounts of population. That's my thesis, uh, because a lot of people are going to start working remotely, and they're going to say, well, heck, I can you know, buy a lot better house in Las Vegas or Boise or Nashville or Austin or you know, Greenville, South Carolina or all these other different smaller cities, uh, but you still have some of the amenities of, uh, of larger living. And then I think there are going to be other people who are like, screw it. I want 10 acres. I don't care where I live. I want to be out on my own. Um, I'm just kind of fascinated by how this last six months or so of our lives is potentially going to set the tone for the next decade or more for a lot of people? Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked that I'm leaving today. I really am, because six months ago, eight months ago, I was still telling people I would take a stick of dynamite to get me to leave Los Angeles. Love it here, love the weather, love the time difference, 
love everything about it. And not, I can't say everything, but just love being out here and literally told people for years, can't believe it took me this long to get here, wish I was here 10 years earlier, will never leave here. I was just saying that not long ago. This corona deal has re- – this corona deal and the racial unrest and just where this conversation has gone and how people have uh, – Gavin Newsom in particular have responded to corona, Gavin Newsom, the governor out here, and just the restraints. If you're living in California but you can't go out really and socialize the way you're used to, what's the point – of paying 13% state tax? What's the point of paying what I've been paying in rent to live on Wilshire Boulevard? The cost of living out here is astronomical. And I can go, if I got to sit in an apartment, I can go sit in one a lot less expensive and around I I just, for me, what has been transforming, I just need to be in a more middle-of-the-road environment. This place, just quite frankly, is just too far woke for me. And I just want to be around normal, sane, middle-of-the-road people. Do you think that's partly growing up in Indianapolis and spending a lot of your career in Kansas City? You know, it would be easy to say that, but... When I the first nine and a half years I lived here, I, I wasn't of that opinion, and I was still the same person. But I just think the political thing has gotten so crazy in America that, and and people's whole point of view, like if you don't violently hate Donald Trump, you're like a weirdo in Los Angeles. And, you know, I, there's nobody that I'm that emotional about disliking. <laughs> and, you know, other than some family and very close friends, a couple of women I dated, I'm not passionate about anybody to the, to the level that I'm seeing people this passionate politically. And just, you know, I got a next-door neighbor here in my building that I'm cool with, and me, him, and his girlfriend have been talking a lot over this whole pandemic and corona deal. He's from Philadelphia. She's from Puerto Rico. And we've, I think they're thinking about moving to Texas. Yep. Uh, but, but we're just all, like, shocked. Like, man, L.A. has just, like, changed in an instant and went from a place we really, really loved. And these guys are younger than me. I, would, I think she's in her late 20s and he's in his early 30s. And they're like, man, L.A. changed on a dime, and it's just a different place in the place we had grown to love. And so, yeah, I'm not – when I saw Joe Rogan was leaving, I was like, damn, my instincts are right. <laughs> Smart people and, you know, people that want to think freely or whatever kind of find this place, you know, kind of repressive and just, quite frankly, too expensive – to pay for this kind of repression. And I'm just sorry. I I really, I don't, and again, it's not a political thing with me. I just don't like wearing a mask. And, and like, people look at me, when I walk in my neighborhood, people look at me crazy because I'm not wearing a mask. And I'm like, ain't nobody around me. I'm outdoors. I'm, I'm just, (laughs) I, I just, I got, 
you know, I can't say I dislike L.A., but I'm looking forward to leaving. What's fascinating about L.A. is it was and has long been, and I like L.A. I've spent a lot of time out there for work, but I've I've never lived and obviously had the normal uh, living lifestyle that you would have with my kids and my wife and everything else, but I have a lot of friends in L.A., and it's interesting, it's such a place of, it used to be creative freedom, right? It's where you would go to be free. Uh, the hippies obviously characterized L.A. in a big, we- a big way. Live free, you know, kind of find your own uh, path. And certainly creativity when it comes to movies, comedy, uh, whatever you name, creative mm-hmm. people typically need to have less constraints on them. And now it seems like some of these same people in the creative industry are embracing a form of censorship, which frankly just flies in the face of everything it seems like to me L.A. used to stand for. Like Hugh Hefner is what the the Playboy Mansion is for a lot of people. I think historically they think about the Playboy Mansion or on the flip side, they think about Walt Disney. They think about California as the land of dreamers. And now it's like they're trying to turn L.A. and California into the land of conformists. Do you see that, that, that kind of taking root? No question. And that's why, you know, everything that's happened since my contract expired May 31st and, uh, you know, a week or two or three weeks before that I made the decision, like, I need to go out on my own and have my own platform – Every day the decision gets confirmed more and more as the right one in in terms of for me to be happy, I got to have my freedom of expression. I got to tell, be able to tell people exactly what I think. I got to be myself. I'm, you know, and look, I'm sure the same things will be true in Nashville in terms of you got to be careful, but it's like, I'm, out here, I'm like, I'm afraid of expressing my thoughts because someone may be offended. And, you know, this happened a little bit slightly before Corona, but, you know, I've made no secret I'm a big fan of this place called Wally's. It's a wine bar, great food in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I've been there and, with you. It's, it's a yeah, great place. <laughs> I run into this 40-year-old Latino woman, and we hit it off. And we exchange phone numbers, and it's going, we're sitting there getting liquored up, and it's going great. And then she starts probing me on politics. And and I could see very early, I was like, oh, man, this ain't going the right direction. Cause I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't really care about politics. And then that wasn't good enough. And then she started, you know, talking about Michelle Obama being her hero and this or that. And I was like, oh, you know, that's fine. But, you know, I. I just, I just wasn't as enthusiastic, and she was just like shocked. Like, how can you not think the Obama? And again, I didn't have a negative opinion of the Obamas. I just had no opinion, and just didn't. Anyway, I just failed all of her political tests, and then, but we, we, it, night went well. Next day, we talk on the phone, goes well. Then she Googled me, <laughs> and found out like, oh my God. This guy doesn't hate Trump. And and that was that. She was down with me. And that, to me, is what – there's like this political litmus test you have to pass out in L.A. to socialize comfortably, and I flunked that test. 
we're gonna we're gonna get back into uh, somebody else who flunked the test at the Daily Beast when we come back with Jason Whitlock. Maybe we'll save it for the top of hour three. He's gonna hang out with us for hour two and hour three. Uh, but uh, as we go to break here, I want to emphasize, and you can back me up on this. We had an incredible sign up weekend uh, at the Outkick VIP. And if you are a fan of mine, if you are a fan of Jason Whitlock, if you're just a fan of authenticity, of honesty, of people saying exactly what they think, their own unvarnished opinions, OutKick is really the last bastion in all of sports media and one of the last bastions in media in general where that can happen. Uh, And I would suggest you would love signing up for the OutKick VIP. Jason Whitlock and I are doing Zoom calls. You get the right to comment on all of our articles. You get an open VIP phone line where you can contact us here on the program. Uh, You get an opportunity to uh, also be a part of the OutKick VIP message board and more. Jason, good value. People seem to love it. It's been going great. I'm glad people are jumping on board. You know, you referenced the Daily Beast article. I think if people jump into the details on that, that that's just like another reason why you need to hop on board with us. You got to support. If you want some authenticity in journalism, if you want some truth and honesty in journalism, you got to be willing to support it. And I think we're worth supporting. Yep, twelve ninety nine monthly memberships now if you don't want to jump in for the full cost or $99 for the year. Trust me, you're going to love it. Outkick.com, click the VIP link. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my game. <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be We've had, I would say, now a full month of you being at OutKick. Um, and I want to start off by asking you this. I can't imagine it having gone better in terms of the site growth, millions of readers. Uh, we're working towards getting your podcast network set up when you get to Nashville and are kind of got your feet underneath you. That's going to happen sometime in August before football season gets back. Uh, we are firing on all cylinders from my perspective, the first month of you being at OutKick couldn't have gone any better. I know a lot of listeners out there tweeting us, listening, uh, downloads on the shows. Everything has skyrocketed. Uh, would you say the first month has gone as good or better than you could have anticipated from your perspective? Yeah, it's it's gone great. And I, I, I can't think of anything that you know could have gone better. Uh, perhaps I could already be in Nashville and the podcast could be up and running because I get asked about the podcast yep. virtually every day over social media. When are you going to be talking again? I guess, you know, there are some people ecstatic. I'm back writing again, but there's a lot of people that just don't like to read yep. and would love to hear me talking again. So, but yeah, I, I just don't know if things could have gone any better. All right. So, but part of that, you and I both said, hey, when we come together and start rolling, we're going to make a lot of people in media nervous, black guy, white guy, partners, not afraid to say exactly what we think, not having to answer to the powers that be, not perpetually bending the knee to the left-wing woke mob that wants to control everything. And I said, there's going to be people try to write hit pieces. Now, what we said was, we're pretty well known. I mean, at this point, it's almost like somebody who has been uh, you know, like vetted, you've already run for a national office. Everything bad that can be said about you can be out there publicly already. It's hard to go find new things to rip us for because it's always going to be 
something that's either been done before or we've got big enough audiences now. It's like, yeah, I said that. Millions of people heard me say that. That's my opinion. Like, you want to write that my opinion's wrong. That's your right. That's how the First Amendment works. But I knew this was coming. And so on Friday, I get an email from a writer at the Daily Beast. And this guy has written 5,000 words about me before. And so uh, he kind of obsessively follows what I do. It's like uh, it, it's like one of his things. I mean, he reads far more of what I do than my wife would, for instance. So uh, I guess I thank him for the page views and the attention. Uh, but I get an email from him. And he says, hey, uh, I, uh, I, he says, I want to talk to you. I've got a bunch of questions for a piece that I'm writing. So background. When somebody says I've got questions for you for a piece that I'm writing, it usually means the piece is already written and they want the opportunity to say, oh, I reached out to so-and-so, and then they don't really use most of what you say. And also, I'm going to be honest with you, and, I, and I'm in the media, and I know you are too, a lot of times at this point, Jason, I don't want to get on and talk to somebody on the phone for a story. I'll say, I, I'll come on your radio show. You can come on my radio show. We'll do it live. Uh, I do a lot of live uh, television. I do live radio. And I enjoy doing that because I know every word that I say is going to be used as opposed to talking to somebody for a half hour and having them take two sentences. So I, I call you and I'm like, hey, this guy you know, wants, uh, uh, wants uh, to talk to me. I say, you've been doing this for a while and I'll give you credit. It's one of the places I learned it. You're like, nah, man, I'll respond to your questions in an email so I've got a record, a written response. I can think about my answers. It's not just off the cuff. And so I asked a guy, we talk, and he's like, yeah, just ask for the questions. So they get sent back to me, forward them to you, and then you had the brilliant idea. Hey, I think you should just take his questions, put them up on OutKick, and respond to them. And so that's what we did. So that's the background. If you want to go read our responses to the, store, to the questions, uh, that went up on OutKick on Saturday morning. And it was one of the most read stories we've ever had on the site. I mean, it went everywhere. People loved it. Uh, tell me about that idea, the genesis behind where it came from. And I got to give you props. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant because when the story actually goes up from the dude, it's like nobody cares because we've already responded and pointed out that the story's not has no legitimacy to it. Well, I just believe in transparency, yep. and there's no reason to duck any of these guys. They got questions. Feel free to answer them, but don't place any trust in them to portray what you say accurately. And so one of the main reasons, literally, I wanted to partner with you at OutKick and have my own platform is just like, I wanted a place where I could respond to my yep. critics. Yep. And... uh I just saw this as an opportunity for you to respond to your critics, nothing to hide. The guy wants to question you about your narrative on Corona or whatever, give him an explanation, full-throated one. And so I just saw it as an opportunity, and I'm glad we did it. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I thought our answers would probably kill the story. But I think what we ended up doing was diminishing the story, and that's why they ran it on a Sunday morning when, you know, no one's really on a website looking for that kind of content. And so, you know, he fired off his 4,000-word piece. He had access to all of our answers. And between you, me, and Dr. Chow, we probably gave him 3,000 words worth of answers. And I would bet in his 4,000-word piece, he probably used 30 of our words combined. <laughs> yeah, which is the point. And that's what I told Dr. Chow, who was also written about. I said, look, uh, 
this is going to be it's a hit piece right like there's no bones about what's going on here and this also when they're asking you for your quotes it's not to actually use them it's so they can say oh we reached out to ask the whole thing was already written by the time we responded and so people loved it but they particularly loved and so let's kind of dive into this because this is about your column this morning um and, and i do think it's fascinating so uh, there were questions sent to Dr. Chow and there were questions sent to me. And one of the questions sent to me was about you. He didn't reach out to you, this writer, and say, hey, Jason, I read this column. What do you think about? Uh, here's my critique of it. He sent it to me. Uh, what do you think about that? And your response, I mean, I, I legitimately, I was drinking uh, oh, I was drinking some water in the morning when I was responding and I, you know, I called you and I said, hey, here's this question. I'm going to let you respond to it. I think that was your idea as well. And when I read your response, I legitimately spit out the drink like it was a legit spit take uh, because it was so funny. My response in your deal was humorous, but it was on point. Totally. And it, it sets up what I wrote this morning that I went into more detail about. And and it's my belief, and, and it's a sincere one, and it's based on my life experience, is that the true anti-black racist tends to be the white liberal. Yep. And, explain and explain what you mean. Explain by, explain by what you mean by that. Well, I, I, I don't mean... Uh, to generalize about white liberals, because I have some white liberals that are dear friends of mine. But I I struggle with white liberals and their condescending attitude and their paternalistic attitude towards black people. And just quite frankly, you know, as I got into my piece about this habit they have of giving black people really horrendous advice that does not lead to the advancement of black people. And I just think when I look at the way Silverman operated here, it's like, oh, I'm going to reach out to Clay Travis and David Chow and get their response. But Jason Whitlock, I don't need to reach out to him. And I'm actually going to contact Clay about Jason, and it's a tactic that has been used against me my entire career. All, go question the person you perceive to be Jason's white boss. Ask him questions about Jason's content about race that the white boss isn't really an expertise in, but Jason is the expertise in. But if we make his white boss uncomfortable and make his white boss put him in position where the white boss may have to say, hey, man, you're, you're better off asking Whitlock that, that then, oh, so you're not really his boss. He's got, he can do whatever the hell he wants. And then so the boss just starts thinking of ways, how can I constrain Whitlock so I don't get asked these questions? It's a way of managing and controlling what I do. And that's why I wanted to partner with you. And that's why I was offended by what the guy was doing. His questions to you were not as if we were partners. And it ignores the fact Look, Clay Travis, to me, is the best sports broadcaster going in America right now. But Jason Whitlock, 
He's the best sports journalist going in America right now and has been for nearly 20 years. If you want to ask some journalistic questions about my work as a partner at OutKick, ask me. But, again, I just think as typical white liberal, I'm, he doesn't see me as on his level. He doesn't see me as worthy of engaging with on that level. Let me go contact, and I pointed out in a humorous way, like let me go contact who I believe is Jason's white overseer and have and tell him, make him go control Jason and what he writes. And so the guy tries to distort what I wrote, or, you know, the piece I wrote about a Kansas State student who cracked a very inappropriate joke about George Floyd. But no one had heard of this college kid. The kid had no profile. And the Kansas State player athletes overreacted to this guy's comments and turned him into a martyr, a martyr and a sympathetic figure. This guy is trying to say that, you know, I defended a white nationalist, and if I had just done some homework. And I'm like, well, hold on, man. I, I, Kansas State's president commented on this kid. I live out here in Los Angeles. Kansas State's president is right on campus with this kid. He didn't bring up any of this white nationalist stuff you're talking about. Why are you holding me to a different standard than the K-State president? But, but beyond that, Clay, and the point I got into in my column, what you and I's partnership represents scares the typical white liberal races. They just want division between black and white people. They don't want us partnering and working together and being a giant symbol that this American melting pot still works, and it works best when people from different backgrounds come together and work together. For someone, that piece that you know, tries to paint OutKick as this racist website. And I'm going, how do you take a white guy and a black guy partnering, using that partnership and allowing an Asian doctor of accomplishment to contribute to that website? How can a black guy, a white guy, and an Asian guy come together, work together? How can that be proof of racism? Are you kidding me? And it, it to me, I, I just don't see this as accidental or coincidence. I don't see it as well-intentioned. I see it as Robert Silverman, the Daily Beast, just doing typical liberal racist things, and they've created this word liberal, and it is now the what the KKK hood used to symbolize. Bigots used to hide under this white sheet and hood to conceal their identity. I see now the label of liberal. That is the white sheet and hood that bigots cover themselves in. And Robert Silver and the Daily Beast are doing that. Their actions are very bigoted and racist towards me and a bunch of other black people. It's all about a system of controlling black people and making sure they are enslaved to their ide ideology. And, and a lot, again, I say in the piece, this whole liberal thing was a way to uh, pull their enemies, black people, even closer. There's an element of victim culture here, right, where uh, the white liberal wants to and needs to convince black people that they aren't the masters of their own fate, right? 
that there is something that is keeping them from succeeding. And, and I think what sports represents very often is the ultimate necessity of the individual to self-critic, self-critique, work hard, get better. Nobody starts off on a scoreboard with a different score, right? We're all equal in sports. And ultimately, that's why I think sports is very much of a conservative endeavor. And I'm not saying that in terms of politics, just that you get out whatever you put in, right? And you as an individual are responsible for your own success for honing to the best of your ability, your athletic endeavors. To me, athletics then becomes a larger metaphor for life, which is why I say a lot on this show, the only hand you can rely on is the one at the end of your sleeve. It's great if people are helping you. I want everybody out there, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, I want everybody to try to lift up as many different people and lead them into success as they can. But ultimately, every single one of us either succeeds or fails ultimately because of the decisions that we make, right? doesn't mean that everybody's got an equal playing field. Uh, Some people are born on third base and think they hit a triple because their dad and their mom are rich and they get all these advantages that people like, frankly, uh, a lot of my listeners and you and I. I mean, frankly, I had great parents. You had great parents. But it's not like anybody handed us a million dollars, you know, and said, hey, go do whatever you want or a lot more than that. We had to work our way to the point where we can make a living doing what we do. And so uh, what I find frustrating about the idea of perpetual victimhood is it says you aren't you aren't the own you don't control your own agency. You aren't the person who determines your own success. And I just fundamentally reject it, whether you're black, white, Asian or Hispanic. I, I reject it on that level. And then I just add in the extra level of for those of us who have some sort of religious faith. It's just inconsistent with our religious values. If God is on your side, who can be against you? The Bible doesn't say, oh, my God, if you face racism, you got no shot in this world. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's just not true. And so I'm not, my argument isn't that racism doesn't exist. It does. Unfairness exists for everybody. It's just like, how do you combat it? What's the best strategy? And and to me, people like Robert Silverman, the Daily Beast, argue, hey, you know what, you need to accept your fate. You have no shot in this world. If I'm not here to lift you up, you're not getting up off your rear end. And so just accept the fact that you're a second-class citizen in this world. And I just completely reject that. That mentality is harmful. It's, it's people entering the starting gate already beaten mentally. If someone can destroy your mind and willingness to compete and belief in yourself and, and can get you to, oh, this whole world is rigged against you, you won't compete. You will never get ahead. And that's, again, where I go. And trust me, these people know that they're doing this. It's not an accident. It's not, again, when you're young, I get it in terms of how you can feel sorry and uh, you just think, oh, my God, if I just run around and just lift everybody up and and give them a wheelchair, that, that will fix everything. Once you get a little hair on your chest, you figure, no, 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 no. I'm willing to teach people how to walk. I'm willing to hand people an instruction book on how to walk. But they got to walk. And that's the only path forward. 
And yes, there may be some people that may try to trip you along the road, but don't fall for this deal that like, oh my God, the only people that are going to try to trip you are called political conservatives. I don't say that as someone who is involved in politics or a champion of politics. I say that as just like a black man trying to educate other black people. It's like, hey, this liberal guy who keeps trying to tell you he's helping you, he may be the guy that's tripping you. You keep looking for the conservative guy and the guy that calls himself a Republican, and and you keep looking for him to trip you. And I'm like, if you really study what's going on, it may the guy tripping you most often may be the liberal guy because he can hide his feet better than everybody else because he's put on this sheet called liberalism that makes you not see his bigotry. I think what's fascinating about this is I think the white liberal is well-intentioned. This is where we may differ a little bit, and I want to like yeah, kind of <laughs> die in here. You don't, you don't buy into the white liberal is well-intentioned. I think many white liberals think that they are helping. I, I do think that they are helping, but I think what, what frustrates me about it is it ultimately is undercutting the agency of the individual. And to me, the way for everybody to succeed, whether you're white, black, Asian, or Hispanic, is to have faith in yourself that you can overcome any obstacle and you don't need somebody else lowering the obstacle in order for you to succeed. Because I think that's what the white liberal is thinking he's, uh, he's doing. He's like, oh, well, I need to eliminate all these obstacles. See, I think it's the obstacle that makes us successful. Right. Like there are a lot of people out there listening to us right now who uh, and I haven't ever done it. I've never done it. But boot camp. I feel like law school in many ways was intellectual boot camp for me. But physical boot camp is like I'm going to join the Marines or I'm going to go out and I'm going to join the military. And you have to sharpen the skill set by putting people through the most trying and challenging environments. And I think when you eliminate those trying and challenging environments, and you try to soften them, you end up with weaker people. And I see this across our society right now. This is something that fires me up, and I think about it a lot as a parent. It's great to try to limit the bruises that your kids get, but bruising and occasionally breaking a bone makes us all stronger. And I don't know, I'm fired up right now thinking about this, but when I was a kid, my mom and dad instilled in me all the time uh, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. It's like that doesn't exist anymore. We now have reversed that. And it's like, oh, the worst thing you can say is something mean to somebody. Well, if you truly haven't been able to overcome that, we have created a society of mentally weak people. And I'm concerned that we're making so many people so soft that it's ultimately defeating our society in a big way. I'm fired up about it. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.